Straw Hut Media. It's 2004. You get off the bus, run home to microwave your hot pocket, and plop down on the couch. You grab the remote and turn on the TV when a catchy theme song begins to echo through your living room. Let's go. You, could gaze into the future. 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 you can hear it, can't you? It's amazing how much one person can embody so many childhoods. That person for me is Raven Simone, otherwise known as Raven Baxter, from her hit Disney show, That's a Raven. You may also know her as my personal favorite, Paprika from Dr. Doolittle, or the outspoken little Olivia on The Cosby Show. Raven spent most of her childhood creating iconic characters for our viewing pleasure. She coined 2000s catchphrases like, Yep, that's me. Oh! And, You nasty. In your head, you probably had an idea or a preconceived notion of who Raven Simone is, which is why many of her fans were surprised when she announced her secret wedding to a woman named Miranda Mayday. Today, we talk marriage with Raven and Miranda, the reality of being a young queer actor on Disney, their new YouTube channel, and maybe babies. I'm Miranda. And I'm Raven. And, and this, this is Pride. Well, while I was growing up in the industry, my sexuality was not a factor of uh, concern or conversation to anyone uh, within the team uh, or within the industry because I was always taught to keep my private life private and separate. For years, only Raven's close circle of friends and family knew that she was interested in dating men and women. It wasn't until 2013, after the U.S. Supreme Court passed the Marriage Equality Act, that she decided to come out publicly to her fans. And for her, it felt like starting a whole new chapter. I felt as if it was at a moment where I wasn't really going to ever go back to children's television. I felt as if, you know, I'm moving forward in my career, I'm going to start doing more adult things. Raven took a chair as an outspoken co-host on The View for two years before she made her long-awaited return to Disney Channel. In 2017, she reprised the role of Raven Baxter for Raven's Home, a spinoff of That's So Raven. It felt amazing, and at the same time, I was mad at myself because I could have embraced who I was a lot earlier and made it a part of the conversation to kind of spearhead the whole entire uh, diversity push. But again, during that time of, you know, the different sitcoms when I was younger and the first installment of the Raven Baxter character, um, you know, the talk of my personal life was never something I was allowed or comfortable to talk about. But it feels good to be able to do it now. As media representation evolves, the entertainment industry is slowly introducing more LGBTQ plus inclusive characters. But when Raven was offered a queer role, she found yet another obstacle she would have to overcome stereotypes. There was a very prominent black show that asked me to come on when I first came out and they wanted me to be the lesbian representation of all lesbians and they had this stereotype of what this character should be and I turned it down and I remember people in my camp were like this is your moment. I said no 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 no. If I get into this and I start you know representing that that um I'm not going to say label, but more of identity. If I'm going to start really representing my true identity on screen, it's not going to be in a stereotypical fashion. It's not going to be written from a straight person's mindset. <laughs> it's going to be more authentic. So, you know, I've, I've, 
I haven't really had to really cross that threshold of acting within that lesbian world. And so that's probably where my frustration lies at the most, and not just here, but also in my size, you know? There weren't many companies in the industry that were open to hiring people of all shapes, races, and sizes. So I think, again, my sexuality and who I loved was never the forefront of my mind when it came to casting. It was mostly like, why don't you guys want a thick black girl? Like, let alone I'm a lesbian. Now you'll hear from Miranda, Raven's wife. If this is your first time hearing that your favorite cheetah girl is married, you're probably not alone. The two kept their relationship private up until they tied the knot in 2020. And I think for people who have followed Raven and love her and know her, it was kind of a shock to just all of a sudden have this announcement one day of like, hi, I'm married. And just here I am. And people are like, who in the world is that girl? And we still get that. People are like, who that girl with Raven? Mm -hmm. I'm like, hi, I'm her wife. Who are you? <laughs> and, you know, we know our history. And it wasn't shocking to us, obviously, as the people behind it all. But um, I understand it was jarring for others. After announcing their relationship to the world, the couple openly shared their lives online. They even launched a YouTube channel together called 8PM. I actually was the person who really pushed the YouTube channel and I kind of pitched it to Raven. And my, my idea was we are unique. And I think that there's space in the world for us. When I look at you know people in the public eye, I don't see many interracial lesbian couples. I know that we have Wanda Sykes and her wife, um, the woman who was on In the Handmaid's Tale. And, uh, Samira. Yes. There you okay. go, Samira. Um, yeah, exactly. So Samira, Sorry, Samira. You know I love you, girl. But, <laughs> um, you know, I was just, there aren't very many. And so I thought first, let people see that let people see that we are just your average normal kind of quirky funny married couple um but also i knew that people had an interest and desire to see more into the quote unquote authentic raven so all miranda had to do was get raven on board with the idea one day after kind of mulling it over for a few months raven was just like okay so i started i I started the platform where like I signed us up on YouTube and it's called 8 p.m. and here you go. And I was kind of like, oh, wow, this is real. We're doing it. And I'm a Sagittarius. Yeah. And I'm she's like, pre-production is over. It's time to start. The launch date's today. Yeah. We make videos every Tuesdays exactly. and Thursdays and we game on Wednesdays. Exactly. So that's kind of what it was until we then realized that it was a lot more work than we were anticipating. And we were like, okay, because initially Raven's like, we'll post three times a week and we'll do this. And yeah, we'll have multiple channels. And then when it actually came to the reality of it, we're like, okay, so one video a week, we're falling behind. We need to generate so much more content. Oh my God, we're fighting all of a sudden. It became this whole thing. Miranda and Raven's channel gives you a personal look into their life together. They share cooking recipes, daily vlogs, and road trip adventures. We have had conversations about the lack of authentic programming or representation for children, meaning, where are children going where they can see a household that has two moms or two dads or a mom and a dad, but who are, you know, 
black, one's white, or one's Asian, and one's Latino. And this is what the family looks like on programming that's actually made for kids when you're not having to go to like a modern family type scenario. So we've talked about that too and wanting to kind of create spaces where that can be. And I think that although we're not taking that on in terms of our YouTube channel, we're like a micro representation of the greater image of what that could potentially look like. Just educating, sharing, and having fun with people who choose to tune in. Do you feel any sort of like obligation to now keep doing it, to keep that representation going? And and I guess for, there's a lot of people, young people, especially on YouTube, probably more so than are watching Disney Channel. Do you feel any obligation like, oh, we gotta keep making content? I think yes, but it sounds more like, oh, yeah, we gotta make some more content. You know, it's not a burden necessarily, but it is something that we are cognizant of and know that, you know, if we want the if we want to start building the stereotype we should build it correctly you know we shouldn't let anybody else form it except for the authentic people who are living in that space and don't let anybody else have the the reins to it when right. you're a content creator whether you're gay straight trans whatever you know there is this pressure to just continue having to churn things out. And now there is a certain, um, not necessarily obligation per se, but I definitely read the comments and I see people saying things like, oh, I would love to see you twice a week or you're the highlight of my week or I want more, I want more. And I feel an excitement or maybe like a motivation to say like, we have to keep our ideas coming out. But at the same time, I think that we have good, boundaries and understandings in place and um it's better i think to have you know content that comes out once a week and it's done well and it's done thoughtfully and it's entertaining and funny than be burning ourselves out trying to create more than we can actually sustain at this time so it's like we have those conversations and also know within our marriage and in our dynamic you know the youtube channel is great and it's fun but if it starts to become stress between us or we have to adjust there's always going to be that and we want to be the leaders in this field so what she said on top of what she said i don't want anybody else taking this reins this is our reins this is what we do so in the future when they're like we became the first no 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 boo boo okay we work when we come back cyberbullying a lesbian raven baxter and doula magic Welcome back. Today we're talking to Raven Simone and her wife, Miranda Mayday. Before the break, we started talking about Raven and Miranda's YouTube channel called 8PM, which the couple launched after they surprised everyone online with the news of their marriage. But when they first started the channel, they had their doubts about whether or not it would be successful. One of the first things we did was a collaboration with a mukbanger who's been on the platform for like five or six years named Nick Akato. And we did a mukbang with him and he, it went up on his channel and our channel kind of simultaneously. And the people on his channel absolutely hated me. And I remember you know, when he was posting, we were excited. We were like, this is going to be a really big push for our channel. He has, you know, millions of followers. Um, we made a friend. We made a friend. Like we were, we were happy about it. And I remember after it went live, like looking after at it a couple of hours later, and it was just like 
Miranda sucks more. It was just all, and it wasn't even like, oh, throwing in a jab against Raven or Nick. It was just like me after me, after me, after me. And that one, that was like a hard pill to swallow because that was also kind of like the first time I'd ever been exposed to anything like that. And I feel like it was a fantastic ripping of the bandaid because it just like pushed me right into it. It's kind of interesting because they're so far from the truth that I think if when things are a little bit more rooted in truth or in my own personal insecurities, those ones will like sting. But I think ultimately- Like when they call her a Karen and she's like, are you serious? And then she yeah. goes off as a Leo. It's hilarious though, the way she deals with it. <laughs> I she like, stopped. It was, oh, it's I was, fantastic. I was doing that in the beginning because I was like, oh my gosh. And I would just kind of like play. It is fun to respond. Know? Sometimes it's fun to be like, I need a zinger. You're getting a zinger. Exactly. And she had the best ones. I'd be like, you need to keep this up because those who watch YouTube are different from those who interact on the on the chats in YouTube. It's true. And it's a whole different world. And she was coming for him, honey. And it was so sweet and kind. I was like, that's my wife. That's my Or wife. I would just like be great. I would, you know, people would criticize me and they would say I was the most boring person or poor Raven is married to this controlling freak. And I'd be like, you're right. Like I have to work on my control issues. Thank you so much for taking the time to watch and comment. And, you know, I've had like people analyze my body language and they're like, you know, she seems so rude and disinterested. I was like, you are correct. I was so irritated that day. And, you know, I'm going to work on not letting my emotions run my face like that, but I thank you for the, and people are like, what? Like they just don't even understand. But ultimately I think the truth is, is that the good and the bad are just things they're important but also like you can't let them impact you and ultimately the negative at the end of the day has so much more to do with that individual than it does with us or ourselves because those people don't know us and they're making judgments off of who knows what so you, you take it all with a grain of salt again the positive and the negative and move on and just keep doing what you're doing Miranda was new to the world of online bullying, but Raven has been facing criticism since her early days as a public personality. Oh yes, multiple, multiple levels of torment, you know, from having to do, you know, essays about who I'm dating on Facebook, to apologizing about this, to hearing people say all kinds of comments like, I look like a fat poodle, or, you know, why can't she lose weight? Is she pregnant all the time? To just a lot of disrespectful things. Body image has become a big cultural conversation as many brands and celebrities are moving past the ideology of perfection created in Photoshop and are choosing to celebrate all body types. If I'd have done that, when I was doing that so Raven, I'm sorry, it would never happen because nobody would allow it. So, you know, I have two sides of the coin to where I'm really, really happy the world is changing. And yes, all of the torment that I went through in those times has strengthened me to, you know, hopefully tell her to don't worry about the comments, even though everybody has to go through their own journey. And on the same coin, but on the other side, I'm very pissed because that pain and suffering happened during a time in my life when I was very young and also at the top of my game and felt 
I, you know, I had to smile in public, but felt very sad and depressed and going through mental health issues behind the scenes, but also covering that up because that wasn't something that was talked about either. So, you know, yeah, I'm jealous, not that you asked me this, but I'm very jealous of all of the people in the industry now that are able to just, I'm, I have depression and I'm bigger and I'm beautiful and I'm okay. And I'm like, when was that? Like, no one told me I could do that. That wasn't allowed when I was growing up. And now I'm 35 and I'm just like angry. <laughs> just like this anger bubble, <laughs> you know, but whatever. <laughs> At the end of the day, Miranda and Raven have each other to lean on while navigating life in the limelight. If there was, you know, a report or a story that broke about Raven and I, and it was, or about me, and it was tearing me down and it was on magazine covers or on blogs, and you know, closer to what Raven experienced as a younger person who would go to a premiere and then get slaughtered the next day or called me names, that's different than what we're experiencing because what we are truly experiencing when we have the YouTube or the Instagram hate is just internet trolls. And although that can be very destructive and hurtful, it's also, it's, it's like you click on that person to see who, you know, let me investigate this person who just said this nasty thing. And it's one person with like 35 followers and they're just somebody hiding behind the veil of what, you know, a screen can make them feel powerful to say those things. But I think it also does come down to the private conversations that my wife and I have about my history and knowing what I went through. And yes, she was in the industry before, but in a different capacity and she witnessed it from a different level, but she also didn't know she wasn't a follower of mine beforehand. She wasn't a fan. She wasn't someone that searched out my material. So hearing my journey through the industry prior to us starting with YouTube and then moving forward, knowing that because of me, we are either going to be a very public couple or we're going to have to show our face here and there. You know, she understands what my history is yeah. and knows that there's going to be you know, some reverberation from what happened in the past. And she was prepared for that. We talked about it. We discussed it. And she was prepared from the beginning. Are there times, Miranda, where you want to just go to bat for her? Like times when something's going on with Raven's, you know, social, let's say, or, or you know, a magazine article, and you just want to like go crazy on them. Totally. I was actually going to say that we were together while Raven was on The View. And, um, during that time, there were a few things that came up. And that was one of the first times where I was just like, oh my gosh, she's being so taken out of context or there's such, you know, true misunderstanding. And the going through those experiences with her as just a partner behind the scenes were also, I learned from that, you know, I can put things that I observed then in terms of how she handled it or how things got twisted or how things are manipulated into practice today with what we deal with. Um, and yes, I mean, even if it's not on a on a public in a public scenario, there are many times when you know, even if we just deal with personal stuff, and somebody says something that I don't think is very kind or um, is disrespectful towards Raven, that I'm very like, she, she's a Leo. Yeah, <laughs> you're so like that's the end I of always, that question. Exactly, I'm taken like, care of. I'm real good. No I got a, I got a bullhorn over here. Okay, and we get quite, full refunds, and nobody <laughs> says nothing. Okay, I'm quite protective though <laughs> of the people that I love, but particularly Raven, and I always kind of have been. So, yes, I'm safe. <laughs> <laughs>
When facing harsh criticism from people online, Raven and Miranda say they're cautious, but they don't tiptoe around sharing their opinions. I've always had the mentality of political correctness will set you on a different path. Ultimately, people will be mad that you're not totally spilling the tea, but they also can't cancel you. And so, you know, now that things are changing, it's, and this is a big comparison, but I mean, it's like a witch hunt. You know what I mean? It's like back in, what was the, what was this? Salem. It's like, she's a witch, you know? And then it's like, you can't say anything to prevent the pitchforks from coming out. I think it's, you know, one of the waves of ignorance that comes from social media that it will eventually die out because everyone has an opinion. And if we were to really cancel culture, then all the trolls would be canceled. And you can't cancel culture because there are so many opinions. And that's what makes our country go round, whether we like it or not. What I have noticed is when people do say things that they then get kind of like ripped alive for, or eaten alive for, and they are in the wrong, or if they're very misunderstood. In my mind, as somebody who's mostly had to like sit back on the couch and observe these things, I've always thought, well, why not just come forward and say, in, in a really like clean way, try and speak your truth. For example, if you've said something that you knew was wrong and you said it out of anger or whatever the situation was, I think that there is a time and a space where that person can then come back forward and apologize, own it yeah. and apologize or say, I spoke out of you know lack of education or I spoke from anger or I spoke because I wanted attention or whatever it is, but I think it's very difficult for people to own things. Miranda recently came face to face with the reality of cancel culture after she posted some photos to her Instagram story of a photo shoot in which she wore braids in her hair. Raven obviously wears braids quite a bit. And every time she gets her braids, her hair done, I'm like, I wish I could do that. That looks so beautiful on you. And she was like, try for the photo shoot. And I was like, okay. And the woman, Aisha, who braids her hair was there and did it for me. And it was, I felt so good. I, I loved how it looked. I thought it was really fun. And we did like post a picture or, and then like Raven did an Instagram live. So people saw it, me that way. And, um, people, uh, there were people and comments that were really angry and they thought that I was like stealing a hairstyle as a white person that I shouldn't be wearing. And people were, you know, told, said that they were going to be unfollowing us now and they couldn't believe it. And Raven was terrible for letting her white wife do something like that. And, you know, that's, that's just irritating. And it's things like these situations like that, where I've like worn a style that people would feel offended by, you know, I, I was asked about it through my social media and I posted a response on my stories, just saying the history of braids is really fascinating. People should look into that. I love that black women and men keep that style alive today. And I think that any fashion statement or or hairstyle or makeup trend that a person likes to wear from an authentic space, meaning you're not making fun of a culture, you're not, um, you know, downplaying someone, but you're wearing it because you truly think it's beautiful and it makes you feel good about yourself. And you wear power it to you. And you wear it right though. You know what I mean? Like also, you know, you get it gets to it has to look good on you. She wore it correctly. And that's the problem. Like Britain to, to us though, like there are gonna be some people who look at me and think I look terrible. Well, we don't know style. those people. You look bad. But that's okay. I mean, that's the thing. Like their their opinion is their opinion and they're entitled to it. But I think that when the, it becomes this 
bigger conversation of like a white person wearing a style and I'm then, you know, culturally appropriating or doing something. I think that that's where it, you know, just heat comes, it intensifies. And again, that's where I'm using that example. But if I were to, that isn't really one of them, but step into a space where I said something inappropriately or hurt somebody or da, 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 I would just acknowledge but it. But we're America. We are Americans. And within America, technically, we're supposed to be a melting pot. And everybody wears all kinds of styles because we're influenced by all kinds of people that have come to America to be influenced by people. If you're going to get flack for wearing braids, somebody else in the black community should get flack for straightening their hair. Somebody else should be get flack for, you know, cutting straight bangs and, you know, going jet black. Like we got to stop beating up on ourselves and know that this is America. We're supposed to be melding together. We're supposed to have, you know, fried chicken with, you know, shrimp fried rice and a pork roast over Are we here there? and chutney over here. Are yeah, let's bomb together. I mean, oh that gosh. sounds like a really good mukbang. You're welcome. If you're wondering if Raven claps back at haters online, the answer is no. Not anymore, at least. I mean, Raven, when that happened, did was it hard for you to not, like immediately jump on like the defense and do your own response to it no that wasn't very easy for me not to do that <laughs> raven is so good at not responding her secret i forgot she's just like who cares <laughs> literally no really because i'm really because i back in the day i gave in to those little moments of prodding to see to see if somebody can react you know i gave into those moments and i reacted and so to me that I'm the black one in the family. I didn't, I wasn't offended by her wearing braids. I'm good. <laughs> if you're, if you're offended, then that's your problem. You don't say nothing crazy to our face personally in our human space. But if you're on Instagram or YouTube and you say something, that's going to happen. But of course I'll, I'll, you know, defend my wife when it comes down to it. If someone's in person and they're like pulling her hair, I'm somebody's going, you know, we don't have a problem. But when it comes to Instagram and all of the comments, it's like, babes, it's your turn. I did mine. I know what the deal is. I know we've talked a lot about how the characters you see on the screen are not representative of the actors who are bringing those characters to life. But still, I had to ask about the possibility of seeing a queer Raven Baxter. You know what? There was a conversation before the series started, and I was asked the question, would you like Raven Baxter to be a lesbian? And I said no. I said no. And the reason I said no wasn't because I wasn't proud of who I was or I didn't want to represent the LGBTQ plus community in any way. It was because Raven Baxter is Raven Baxter is Raven Baxter. And there was no reason for me to change the human that she was in order to fit the actress that played her. And Raven Baxter is a character that I was proud to play, even if she is straight, <laughs> cisgender, out of mind. Let her have her moment. She was divorced though. And I had no worries about saying no boyfriend. <laughs> I know. She really did. I heard her in so many conversations. No boyfriends. I'm not kissing anybody. No boyfriends. I don't want I mean, I did that. You know what I mean? I wasn't really going to, you know, push like, it. She together, is divorced but... and bitter. You write that in. Exactly. 
<laughs> and she wears pants all the time. And she did like, not see you know, it coming, so she's super annoyed. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I felt like, you know, the the quiet undertones of living with Chelsea <laughs> right. was enough, you know. So not that that was a true statement, that ne- that was never the intention of living with my best friend. But, you know, people say stuff that, you know, it's just mm-hmm. hilarious. But yeah, I didn't want to change who she was. And again, when you really start blending your personal self with your character self, it's even harder. Like I'm stereotyped for the rest of my life. Let's just keep it 100. You know what I mean? If you ever see me in another character, you see Raven, you Baxter. See Raven Baxter and that's just what the deal is. And um, I think the one thing that differentiates me from her is now a lot more. People already think that I'm like Chelsea from Raven's Home. People are like, oh my God, Raven married her co-star. People also think I'm Miranda from Bunk. Miranda May. So we're just going to have to keep like, keep really solidifying our YouTube Yeah, Disney's over here and we're over here, so. So for many people, the first time they had the pleasure of meeting Miranda was on the couple's YouTube channel. And I think that this is inspired me to just figure more out about what makes me tick and what I like to do. And it's, it's awesome to be creative and to be creative with Raven and to also get to see how she works. And we actually work really well together. We complement each other. So where I have my weaknesses, she's kind of stronger and vice versa. So we're a good team in the creative space as well, which I really appreciate. And I'm assuming Raven agrees with that. Everything she said. (laughs) And on top of creating content online, Miranda is also a birthing doula. What is a doula, you ask? A doula offers emotional and physical support during the birthing process, helping create a safe and comforting environment for expecting moms. Giving birth is really intense. So yes, it can be very stressful, but hopefully if you have a doula with you, they're taking some of that stress or anxiety off of your plate by helping you understand that everything you're experiencing for the most part is entirely normal. And yes, labor and birth are painful experiences. However, there's a difference between pain and suffering and no one should suffer. And if you begin to suffer, there are interventions that can you know, take place to help you. But it's amazing work. I haven't, um, it's shifted for me because of the pandemic and things like that. But the people that I have supported are all, you know, in this special place in my heart and watching human life come into the world and seeing what the female body can do, it will change you. It's it's absolutely incredible. She is so calm, collected, so thoughtful kind of psychic in her own way, very empathetic. And she, when she's not dueling, I get all that. So I'm like, wow, they're lucky. So what's next for Miranda and Raven? There might be a baby coming someday, but not yet. Yes. Before Raven and I, I think when Raven and I were like two months into dating, she's like, you want to have kids? And I was like, when? She's like, well, I don't know. Like, I need to have a baby by the time I'm this age. And, you know, are I'm you such down? a lesbian sometimes. She really like, is. Well, so, baby two hours now. in. So do you want to have a baby now? And I ordered the U-Haul. Do we need a 17 or a 23? <laughs> Literally no joke. Literally. Us. Um, but I think we probably, if we could make a baby without needing more help than we do, we probably would have babies at this point. Dang, babes put our whole life out there. Well, I'm just saying, I was gonna say it's something been about a the while. Baby crawl. I, 
Yeah, yeah it's just been, I think it probably would have just happened, but because we've also wanted babies. I mean, I've been wanting babies forever. So, But I always say that the lucky part of being a lesbian is that we can plan for it. So we're planning for it. We're doing what we need to do financially to make sure it's set up. We're doing what we need to do health-wise to make sure it's healthy because we are true believers in, you know, transference. So <clears throat> I love it's very that. important. We have to get our brains right. We have to get our brains right. We have to Everything get our bodies right. Exactly. Exactly. You don't want to bring this because baby into a world of chaos and bad negativity oh. on YouTube comments. <laughs> exactly. And I don't want that baby to be a catalyst of more negativity that's coming out. I want it to have its health prepared and ready even before it's over here kicking bellies. We have to just, we have a few other things. And you know, it's funny because we got married obviously during the pandemic and we didn't get to travel together, or do any of the other things that we kind of had on our list of what we would do after marriage. It's just a newly wed couple. Yeah, um, we didn't get to go like the beach in Thailand and like, you know. So it's also like, we want to have a couple of years together before everything shifts yet again. But I'm getting old, I'm 35, she's getting old. I'm just like, you're not old, you're never old. But I'm getting old and we're gonna have to hurry up soon. We'll have babies soon. Promise? Yeah. I love that this happened on here. Okay, and I'm going to hold you to it. You said you would. Someone, yeah, there was a promise made. So (laughs) I'll check back in nine months. We're going to do part two of this episode. You can keep up with Raven and Miranda's journey by following their YouTube channel, 8 p.m. is a production of Straw Hut Media. If you like the show, leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Then follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Pride, and make sure to tune in weekly for new episodes. Be sure to share this episode with your friends and subscribe for more stories from amazing queer people. If you'd like to connect with me, you can follow me everywhere at Levi Chambers. Pride is produced by me, Levi Chambers, Maggie Bowles, Ryan Tillotson, and Caitlin McDaniel. Edited by Silvana Alcala and Daniel Ferreira. Sound mixing by Silvana Alcala. If it's just a little stressful, then maybe we won't do it. Raven's like, no, we're going to be the best. <laughs> totally. That's, yeah, that's, that's our that's relationship. What- that's what our conversations look like. I'm like, babe, if it's too much, she's like, we never are going to quit. We're never going to fail. We're never going to surrender. I was like, oh my God. Okay. When I pitched this, yeah, you right, honey. Let's yeah. go.